Chosen by committee, the podcast where myself, Josh Heron, Christopher Munden, and John Rosenberg read through every Pulitzer Prize winning play since 1918. So you don't have to. Or so you will read along and join us. Like I said, my name is Josh Heron. I am an elementary school teacher and theater lover. Um, and I am joined by, um, he looks like he just rolled out of bed, Christopher Munden. <laughs> Good morning, Josh. Uh, and uh, number one, Kobe Bryant superfan, John Rosenberg. Day 24 forever. Um, and this week, we are reading 1975's Seascape by Edward Albee. Um, this is the second, sort of the third Pulitzer for Edward Albee. Um, and I believe there is, like, a, I think there's at least one more coming up, and I think two more nominations. Uh, soon we'll be getting the shortlist of what. Um, officially of what um, could have been uh, last year, 1974, didn't award a Pulitzer. Maybe Chris will be able to elucidate why that was a little bit later. Um, I, I'm going to take a stab at summarizing it. Um, so this is uh, a, in some ways, a very classic Edward Albee play. It's a play about marriage. Um, the two plays we've talked about of his before, um, Who's afraid of Virginia Woolf and Delicate Balance both um, have sort of the subject of marriage and relationships as the focus. Um, in both, there's also an encounter with another couple. Um, and that holds true for, uh, for Seascape. Um, we start on the dunes of the um, with Nancy and Charles. Um, and uh, Nancy is sort of in the peak of enjoying this vacation and sort of wants to live her whole life on a vacation um, and is really ready to like sort of take on her golden years um, now that their kids have grown up. Um, and her husband, Charlie, I think is sort of um, looking for a little bit more stability um, and looking and sort of feels like he's lived his life and is sort of ready to, uh, to move on. They have a, a sort of a back and forth more or less argument for the first act of the play. And then right as act one's about to close, they see on the dunes two lizards um, come onto the stage. We later find out are Leslie and Sarah. Um, the second act proceeds with Leslie and Sarah and uh, Charlie uh, and Nancy begin to ask each other questions, try to discover um, differences among themselves and and sort of figure out um, how they move forward after this encounter um, and sort of what effects um, this meeting might have on um, both all of their lives. Um, I guess I can also start, I guess, based on my summary. Um, this is one of the more enthusiastic summaries I have, I think, um, also because it is relatively simple play to summarize. Um, I, I really loved it. Um, and I was um, surprised by how much I loved it. What did you love about it? Um, I So I remember reading Delicate Balance and feeling like the dialogue was so stilted and it felt a little stylized. Um, and I thought that even though the content of the show was stylized, right? The like 
sort of barren set pieces and the the this like uncoming like this lizard and I was ready for it to be like really weird um I really loved how straightforward it was um in some ways it was like maybe the most simple play we've like read it was two characters talking and then uh two more characters come on stage and they all sort of like deal with like who they are um in terms of sort of the dramatic business of the play it's like as simple as can be um and I sort of love that these, like, they're just lizards. They're like, there's no, we don't know why they can talk. We don't know where they came from. We don't know why they're humans. Um, I really got a kick out of that. Um, it really worked for me. John, John did not like it. John's gonna say it's uh, dangerous. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What, uh, how'd you feel about it, Chris? I I didn't love it. I um I was a little bored by it, to be honest. Um, it was very straightforward. It was um realism in a way to have these these lizards. He didn't. He I did appreciate this the juxtaposition of the style and and of having that like Kafkaesque element to it. I thought I was thinking afterwards, like, what was he trying to bring out? And I think he was coming up with some interesting philosophical stuff. Like, I think he was probably influenced by Proust. Like, it made me think of, like, Search for Lost Time, or is that the name of the book? Yeah. You know, like, um, you know, like, there's all this talk about... Um, uh, uh, the couple yearning for their youth is that one line of the guy they, uh, she accuses him of having an affair and he's like the closest I came was when uh, we were having sex and I was thinking of like us when we were younger I like that um, and then his his talk about going to the bottom of the of the water when he was 12, 13 year old and just like staying there. Um, it's like sense that something's been lost and something needs to be captured. And then I think in a way like the lizards um, capture that more holistically, like they are, um, it's like the evolution of humans. Um, they are humans if they don't understand what love is, if they don't understand um, uh, I don't know all these terms that have to be explained. Uh, I, so it's talking about evolution too. Like it's talking about things that are interesting. I think like you could leave it and have some interesting discussions, but it's not all that deep. And like reading it, I don't know how I'll be watching it, but reading it, I was just kind of like, yeah, okay. that it didn't move me. So, but like, so what philosophically do you think he's tugging at or pointing at or, cause I know you mentioned Proust and I feel like the wife refers to Proust like a number of times in the play. Not specifically, right? But of that idea. 
No, or but I, I specifically yeah. Maybe maybe she specifically does, and that's what put it into my head. There's like yeah, there's like references to Proust in. I mean, oh um, no, that of course there is. Like that is right. He he went through a period of time when he was depressed and he was just sitting around reading Proust, right? I can't remember exactly, but I don't you're right. That's what I put it into my head. Then yeah. Have the two of you read Proust? No, I have not. I read the first book of that book. So it's like a remembrance of things past is that Proust? a remembrance of things yeah, past one way got it okay i forget what i said but that's right yeah the research and what's the first book called swan's way swan's way yeah i've read that but so what for you josh was so captivating in like uh exciting about it for you I mean, well, why I, don't you give us what you thought first, John? I man, I don't. I'm not. I don't know, dude. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to like have a hot take regarding this dude. You know what I mean? Like, man, fuck this play and fuck this guy. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that's a hot take. No, I know. That's what. That's why I'm not trying to. I'm. I think the more. I think it's sometimes interesting to talk about why someone doesn't like something. Um, but I'm, I'm really interested, you know, if all three of us were in agreement about like, eh, or something, then it's kind of like whatever. But I think I'm more interested to know like what Josh loved about it. Not as like a way to, to like critique what he likes, but just to hear what he likes. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I think that I am attracted to, stories about relationships. I think I'm attracted to stories about stages of relationships. Um, I think ultimately that's why I like Edward Albee because I think he, he does that. That's a thing he comes back to again and again and again. Um, yeah. I, I, I think this is like a, this is going to be like damning it with faint praise. Um, but there's a similar storyline right now in, um, in the Sex and the City reboot and just like that where um, Miranda and Steve, who I've been like in love with as a couple for a long time, are sort of at this crossroads where Miranda is sort of ready for sort of a more adventurous life, and Steve is very content. Um, so I've been thinking about that dynamic in a couple um, in terms of sort of you know, a couple that's been together for 20, 30 years. How do you stay together? How do you like, how do you both change? How do you both evolve as people? And continue to have a good life. What? Continue to have a good life. I like that. Um, you need to be good together, right? Um, he says, you, we, you had a good life. And she takes issue with the fact that he uses a past tense. Right. Um, and so I think that there's something really interesting about the, like, the personal evolution. And then he like, takes it and has like, sort of animal evolution. Um, and I think that he plays with that in a way that's really interesting. I think I enjoy the sort of the play of genre. Um, and I think I don't have a lot of experience with absurdist theater, but I think I don't like, it doesn't, in general, absurdism doesn't like, doesn't always seem that appealing to me. Um, and so I was surprised at a play with absurd elements. Like I thought I really, I really got it. I really enjoyed it. Um, I could see it being funny. I could see it being thoughtful. Uh, I liked the interplay of, of like um, 
like I thought there was just so much you could read into or sort of examine around like in some ways they're just like a younger couple or an older couple talking about sort of the way things are you could think about like how a couple post 1960s post sexual revolution would be unintelligible to a more heteronormative like married in the 1950s couple um you could see it as a uh, like representation of like people of different socioeconomic class or race, like coming into contact with each other and really trying to like understand or navigate, like how do we like communicate, how do we communicate what we're trying to communicate peacefully using like totally different scripts. Um, I thought there was, um, and then like, I think I will say what I cared less about. Like, I think like when I was reading about this, it's funny, like, Edward Albee says, and I, he's also sort of a troll, so who knows, but like, he's like, I did this play because I'm not convinced evolution happened. Um, and I think like he thinks, or he at least pretends to think, or says he thinks that like, you know, I think he's really taken with the idea of like the some of the evolutionary ideas that are at the end of the play, right? That like evolution happens because like they take a step, right? So like maybe these lizards taking a step onto land is like a, as a positive step in evolution. I didn't really care about that as much. Um, as I thought of sort of the interesting ways that it showed humans responding to difference as it showed humans having sort of animal instincts that like were sort of laid bare when there was this like different place. Um, I enjoyed the ways in which um, the challenge of sort of like writing a lizard couple <laughs> um, and sort of finding I thought a sort of like funny sweet spot of being um, in some ways, just like a sort of a strange, like waspy middle-class couple and in some ways being lizards. Um, like I thought that was a fun line he walked. Um, and I also thought it just like worked on the page. I, I thought it was really engrossing. Um, it was, I was like, it was probably one of my favorite reads. Mm. Um, I thought the language was really beautiful. It was a fairly short read. And it, well, was it? Um, and what were the what were the jet planes to you then? Because huh. there was like three or four, and they'd always repeat the same thing. I mean, I think that's I, I I think that's again part of the thing I didn't super like respond to, but I thought it was about sort of like for, like the evolution of like like. Lizards to birds, humans to plants, or like, uh, like human interaction over nature, humans like taking over the natural world. Mm. Progress, evolution, progress. Do you find anything to them repeating the same thing, like the husband and wife having the same comments regarding the planes each time it happens? I didn't. I didn't pick up on that. What? Yeah. You, I think it's like the husband says at some point there's going to uh, one of these days they're going to like crash into the sand dune. I don't even see the point of them. Mm. He like repeat. He repeats that each time. I forget what she repeats, but they they both say the same thing each time. And it's like deafening the sound of it. You know what I mean? On stage. Mm. Did he say that? That would be cool if it was like just super loud on stage. Yeah, yeah. it's it's like part of the specific stage directions that you know, it first goes from like stage left to right 
and the next time it's back and then the third time it's the other way again hmm. um and right because he only refers to them being lizards but like the couple only refers to them being lizards like once they have and a tail i mean you you definitely know they're dis- like you know like they're right yeah. Right, but that's like but that's how they're played on stage, right? Yeah, they don't. I actually... know they're played. Are they in costume? Oh no, yeah, they're... yeah. They're in every like the very normal the like the classic production is they're in like full on lizard outfits. Oh really? Yeah. So I also I should also say that is this is a play. I, so I have a very strong memory of like knowing about this play but not knowing what it's about or really like have never, this is my first time reading it. But I remember uh-huh. when I was a kid watching the Tonys, it was revived in like 2004. I was probably like 13. And there was like a video montage of the show. And I had heard of Edward Albee and who's a favorite of Virginia Woolf. And I like had a conception of who I thought he was as a playwright. And they show these pictures of like these two couples and this, um, and these two in this like lizard suits. And I was like, what the hell is that about? And I think I assumed it would be like really, I, I think I just had assumptions about this play being something I really would not care for um, and really out there and really like sort of unintelligible. And I liked how I thought straightforward it was. And yet, as we've talked about, as like Chris has sort of mentioned, I think even though it is straightforward, has like contains a lot of ideas and a lot of potential that an audience could walk away from, that a director could walk away from, that, you know, I think there's a lot of potential in, in what's here. In that way, and I think that, it's very generous. Not to harp on it, but like, it's not in the stage directions, the costumes. There's nothing about them like dressed up in costumes though, you know what I mean? But it does I, mention that- No, 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 no. I'm, I'm not, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I'm you're talking about, like, like, so yeah, this is like the text of the play. I think I, it's what's, like a thing I like, New yeah, in my head. But, so but what's interesting to me is I think of Edward Albee as someone who's very, very controlling of his work and oh, like absolutely. how it's done. Yeah. And I I find it interesting that like he doesn't, he's not specific about what they look like or that they must dress up as lizards. You know what I mean? Yeah, that is really interesting. Because I swear, I swear to fucking God, I get the feeling the original version, because I think like Frank Langella was the was the lizard dude. And Deborah Carroll. Yeah. I feel like they were not dressed up as lizards. You know what I mean? I, I almost feel like it was like a movement based like lizard thing. Do you know what I mean? It would have been before that. It was Broadway. They would definitely dress up as In every picture I've seen of it, it's been very, like, lizard suit. Um, Really? Yeah. And you're right, though. That is interesting. Because I was reading reading some... Before I read this, I I found an essay about Edward Albion reading plays. And I was interested because that's what we've been doing. Um, And he is, like... Like, he prefers reading plays to watching them. Um, like when he would be on like a Pulitzer board or any sort of play competition, he like, if he's seen it, that's fine, but he has to read it. Was um, he on a Pulitzer board? board? I, I, when he, he like talks about being on play award committees. Hmm. I don't know what specifically, um, but he talks about how it's all there, how like a skilled play reader can like have everything in their head. Um, right. And he has like these very strong opinions about like, he doesn't like he has this very big tension with 
theater being a director, like he didn't think um, theater was a director's art. He thought it was a writer's art. And that like, and so I didn't, I don't, and like, um, he thinks that essentially like actors and directors are just there to like fulfill the like, uh, <laughs> the like dic- dictation of the playwright, which I, right. I think I don't love, I, I think that's sort of gross. That's um, how John thinks, isn't it? No, no, it actually no. is. No. no. You would think so, but no. Which is interesting because I think of this play as a play that is like so full of potential. Like I think of this play as having such such potential for actors to find different beats and for directors to like play with the tone and the and sort of the the background of it. Um, but it's weird because like in a way it plays like a bad fucking improv. Like what if it was two couples met on the beach, but one of them were lizards? You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> that would be so much worse if it was in front Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, the language is very considerate. I don't like. But no, no, no. I guess, I guess my thing is, it's like, I still don't understand what he's after. You know what I mean? Because it's like this conversation between the husband and wife. And always the wife says some cutting fucking shit in his things, right? Out of nowhere, she's like, you know, once I almost had an affair, right? It's like these massive fucking statements. And it's like watching. See, I don't I don't know what he's after. Is he warning? But there were also times when they'd like run into fights. I was like, why are they getting into what? I don't see. I I found the wife so likable in this. Like I found the wife. But what's the difference? What's the difference between the wife in this and the wife in uh, a delicate balance? I don't remember the wife in delicate balance. I mean, I can tell you the difference between that and uh, Martha and Regina Woolf. I think there were similarities between the wife in this and the wife in the delicate balance. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like the same opening statement, and then like I think it's like I I read him. And I know I said this before, but it's like, it's like this antiseptic thing of him outside of humanity looking at humans. And it's like, I don't know if he's warning rich people about something. I just, yeah, man. I mean, the conventional, oh, sorry. No, no, please. I think the conventional sort of line on Albie, and and I, I, like, I don't know if, I disagree with this, um, but it's certainly not my take is that like the idea of like, he's an alien outside the world is sort of more like he's an alien outside the world institution of marriage and is like, is someone that is perpetually fascinated by heterosexuality and heterosexual yeah. marriage and, and doesn't I remember, live in it. I, 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 I remember that piece to that. Yeah. I remember, I remember uh, we like, we touched upon that. I think when we read a delicate balance, you know, yeah. um, but like, so it's like when you strip that away, it's like it's like a comedy of manners play, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like there's the menace at the end where I thought it was a beautiful moment where like the human basically teaches, not teaches, but demonstrates for the lizard woman emotion. Mm-hmm. And she like, experiences crying and then her partner gets really really upset and starts to choke him mm-hmm. you know 
but it's like so if you take away the fact that they're lizards right what is the play then like if you do this as like a white couple and a black couple or uh, a straight couple and a gay couple you know what i mean like what is it then i mean i think that's what is that is what is a little bit more universalizing about this play is that by making them like by making them lizards the audience is able to project a whole ton of other stuff onto it that is like a little bit less but where so i get i like the moment where like the the lizard woman discovers crying mm-hmm. but outside of that where is the discovery between the species or where is the wonderment or where is the um well i think you don't get it because i think well i think you get wonderment from from nancy and i think that you see that charles charles is too afraid is like too like fight or flight to even like begin to experience wonder yeah yeah they teach them what love is. It's uh, it's crying. Um, I do also think this play has my favorite ending. Like, in, I, uh, in that, like, it literally took my breath away. I like, I gasped. Um, I don't like this is so funny. Um, what? So explain the ending to me. What you experienced? Um, I have it right here. Like when the lizard stands up erect. So they want to leave, and Nancy is like, "Please stay, please. We can help." Like, and um, and Charlie eventually like backs down and says, "Like, we could take you by the hand. We got to do it." Um, and Nancy is like, "We could help you. We could, we could try to build something new together. We could try to build a bridge between us. We could try to take a chance, take a risk." go beyond fear, whatever. There's a million like corny things and I will be the first that I am very affected by like a hopeful, humanistic, sort of like optimistic um, moment. And then Leslie pauses, descends a step down, crouches, stares at them. He stands up and he goes, all right, begin. And then Nancy and Charlie look at each other and the lights go down. And I think it- I, I, He also like- st- but he also like stands erect, right? What's like That's, the same direction? Great. Oh, straight. Oh, which I didn't even think about. Sorry, I wasn't even thinking. I just thought like the idea that like he like it, the ends with them like deciding to at least try to stay, but we don't really see how. I think it. I I, I like. I like it ending. I, I I took I took the last moment as like him standing like human erect, and like I, previous I, I, to that. Yeah, I can hear that standing like yeah yeah I can see that and I maybe I don't know not how I vision I think for anything about like what about that works for me is I think I like an ending where there is like some closure but also like like the there's so much that is like unknown there's so much like it just sort of like hits a really nice beat and I'm left wanting more I'm left wanting to see what happens next and so what is the what is the path forward that the human couple are urging the lizards towards? I don't know. I don't know if we know, but I think that like they're gonna try to like teach them, teach them how to be humans, teach them spend more time together, become friends, build community.
I feel like I'm very much an elementary school teacher right now. <laughs> But so it's like a massive departure then from his other plays in a sense. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I took it to be, I took it to be a, a much more hopeful play, a much more like light, like a lighter play. Um, I think that's why I was surprised by it and sort of, and liked it. Mm. That's wonderful. <laughs> um. I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I think I think it's great that like we had different experiences of it, but like I think like you had a very positive experience with it and that it was like a very uh, like a life affirming one. I did find this to be a life affirming play. Like and it was something that went beyond just like the it was like the idea of it plus like the that is what you found life affirming to it. It wasn't just that it was like done well, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I think, yes. I, I think that like the concept I feel is life affirming and I think it is done relatively well. And I, I bought into it um, on the page. I can imagine like being done, poor, like I can imagine this being very weird live. Um, I can also imagine it being really wonderful, you know? Right, uh, like with the perfect with production. With like a receptive audience, I'm sure it's like electric that an audience that wants it to uh, su succeed and yeah. they're like there with it. Yeah. Dude. Um. So, I mean, not to like what 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 left you feeling like just like you didn't get it, or I mean, I, I know you got it. That's like not, but like it just didn't land for you, or are you asking me? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, no, no. Your head, John. I think. <laughs> I think it's like. Um, I think there's I think there's a danger to me in like his the ability for his characters to be so fucking erudite it drives me insane and it and I it makes me upset mm. like their ability to like be in such good their ability to connect their feelings with their words and to express how they feel in such a way that is just very uh poetic and smart and captivating it drives me fucking crazy and it makes me uh i get it it's really good but i think there's such like uh, a danger to it you know and i don't know if it comes across different in performance watching actors either in moments like imbued with emotion either struggle or look for something um and i guess the absurd thing is like there's lizards and they just they freak out for a second and then they go with it you know what i mean um, but like, yeah, like, uh, I guess, I guess it's just like a thing with Albie that makes me uncomfortable. Um, but that's my stupid thing. That's not his problem. Um, yeah. I do wonder if watching a version of this, if I would feel different, but there's something about it on the page that like it read good and all that stuff. And it's like a comedy of manners, but yeah, it was, it was, it was difficult for me for some reason. It's interesting because I, I don't think you're someone that minds like stylized theater. I think, uh, yeah. And I wonder how it felt about this play. Like, I remember when I read like A Delicate Balance when I was like in my 20s and I was like, yes, 
Yeah. And I'm sure like, I don't know if I felt the same way reading something like this when I was younger, but like, I just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think about like Broadway audiences watching this or something. And it's like, just, yeah, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't think, I don't think I have like uh, good stuff to say and no, I'm being it, bored. It's interesting. Um, Chris, do you have anything else to, to talk about with uh, Lizard, Lizardtopia? Just looked up how old he was. Um, and he was 47 when this came out. He was 47 in 1975. I don't know. It's mid-career. Yeah, I was wondering, like, did he have, like, a long-term partner? Have we asked that? Oh, is it dumb to think about it biographically? Um, I mean, I don't think he... Let me look. I don't remember. I think we asked this the last time, too. I but I feel like yeah. it's the same couple from play to play. In a way, it's the same two couples. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's strange. It's, it's coming back to the same thing in different ways. I don't know what exactly is going right. on. It- I think it... I mean, I think Virginia Woolf was much, much better... I thought delicate balance was probably better. This, I just, I was like, no, um, that was fine. It was fine. He did have a partner. They had just sort of met. They'd met four years prior. Oh, so he was already sick of it. <laughs> um, but like, so it, it's like, it's like comfortable people, right? Because I think like the zoo story, right? It's like a dude on a park bench or whatever. And then someone starts to talk to him. And then yeah. at some point, there's like an element of menace that shows up, right? Yeah. And then there's a violent act that happens. Yeah. And then like, and I feel like all of his plays are kind of like, uh, you know, these characters that are in a life of comfort or something. And then like either something threatens it or there's like a menace that they have to deal with. But a problematic comfort in each case, right? Right, so, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a right it's complacent comfort and that just did get me wondering like trying to remember the ending of each of those um, I forget how um, Virginia Woolf ends well oh, um, I don't remember how Delta Balance ends but I remember how uh, Virginia Woolf ends um, how does it end? Uh, he starts singing who's afraid of Virginia Woolf Virginia Woolf Virginia Woolf and he goes, I am George. I am. Oh, yeah. Um, the next Albie play we're going to read, which is going to be in about 20 years, um, is not about a married couple. Um, so wait. Well, it is about quick. a married couple. Three tall women? Oh, I was thinking the goat play. Is goat that did not one? win. The goat uh, was, a, was a short list, but didn't win. The tall like, women, so, three, four women. That's so that's interestingly about time though, isn't it? Isn't like time that... and sisters and age and you know, yeah. That'll be something a little different. I'm excited to read that. I don't know if I don't know if this is really interesting, but like I think I have a problem with like just because they say at the beginning it's like that's not who they are. It's like temporal, do you know what I mean? Mm. That like, she's like, why can't we have a bigger life? Or, you know, I just want to go from beach to beach to beach, right? And he's like, nah, 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 right? But like, 
if you, that actually no arrest. Right, right, right. But like, if that actually happened, would she actually want it? No, he's completely right that she wouldn't want it. Yeah, she wouldn't want it. No. And it's like, what's going to happen with these lizards? We're like, we'll help you, we'll help you, we'll help you. And then she loses interest after a day. There's very sad, like, like, <laughs> like, there's very, like, bad stuff, right? Like, they, like, sell them to a sideshow. They, like, there's a lot of, like, things that could happen that would be, like, that would be sad. Chop um, off his tail. But I, like, I, I don't know. I think that it's such a, I think it's such a, there are so few plays, and I'm not, I like, I tend to not like plays that do this, I don't think, but I feel like there's so much possible, like, there's so much that, like, I leave this play thinking about, or, like, can see this play, like, the story after this play going in so many different directions. Mm-hmm. Um, and not because it's sloppy, or because it, like, is, comp- like, I feel like it's very, it's very clean, it's very, like, like, it couldn't be any more simple, and yet it ends, and there's, like, all of these ways you can interpret it. There's all of the stuff you can bring to it. Who you are, yeah. absolutely depend. Like how you see these like interactions. Um, I like that. And there was that Oscar-winning movie. I think it won an Oscar. The uh, about a lizard guy from the ocean. The other year, I remember I watched that. Oh, the, 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 the mermaid sex play. The mermaid sex the play. Movie. The superhero um, mermaid sex play. Yeah. That was just kind of dumb. Um, Splash was good, as I recall. Are you talking about Splash? Or the, no, the it was like a, Splash. It was like a. It was, it was, it's it's like uh, you know, it's it's the guy who did Pan's Labyrinth. Um, oh, is it? there's also the lighthouse where they like he masturbates and thinks about mermaid sex. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't. Um, I would be. Um, <laughs> I'd want to be. I think I want to be Nancy. I feel like I am Nancy. Nancy. You're longing for more? Yeah, I'm just like, I want, yeah. I want to be friends. And probably Charles being like, ah, you're fine. You hear that, John? Yeah, I want to see the two of you. I think the two of you playing it would be very interesting. Would you be a lizard? No, I would be the plane that crashes into the sand dune and brings this shit to the end. I think you you could be, what's his name? Leslie. Leslie. You You could be Leslie with him. Sure. Um, but I, I would want to do it in a, I wouldn't do it, want to do it in a costume. I'd really want to do it movement based, you know. I mean, that would be annoying, but. I mean, maybe uh, we could get the, the green face paint from the, the Wicked cast and get you looking like Alphaba. Oh, fantastic. Um, I'm so excited about the play next week. I can't what, wait. I can't. What's wait. the play next week? A chorus line. <gasps> oh, shit, man. I thought we agreed we weren't doing the musical. <laughs> I can't wait. It's so good. See, um, you two sound just like this play right here. It's like <laughs> um, it's funny. I also now that I'm thinking about this, I also think Nancy and Charlie are a little bit like Bob's Burgers. Um, like I could, I would sort of want to see like the Bob. Do you know Bob's Burgers? I've seen it. Linda and Bob, like Linda being like, "Oh, Bobby, look, there's lizards." And I'd be like, "Oh, Linda, come on, We've gotta make burgers." Like, but Bobby, I want to play with the lizards. This um, is a this is a motion comic, yes. Yeah, they have kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. or like Homer, Homer and Marge. I could see. Uh, oh, homie! I don't think they're that people know. Um, but chorus line. Um, ah, I love it so much. Uh, That's gonna be good, man. Have you, do you know good. anything about it? 
Me? Is it set in 1930s Germany? Yes, it is. It's not. That's Cabaret. Yeah. What do you think okay. it's about? What this do you think is, it's this is part two. This is Cabaret part two. What do you think the line is? <laughs> uh, chorus line. Is it? A, a, oh, I think you told me it's about a play within a play. Sort of. Nah, it's it's nothing. It's nothing like that. Don't not think bad. of it like that. It's not, not fucked up like that. I don't know. I I don't know. All right. Um, oh, I cannot wait. Um, please listen to the music as you listen. The music is so good. I will. I will. I hope we find some videos of the choreography because that's also amazing. Um, just a happy person. Excited about a chorus line. I've been waiting for about 50 years for this, <laughs> for an actual like, very good musical. And then we get a couple more years, we get Sunday Park with George, and then we get Rent. <laughs> we get a bunch of like. That was on for a while. So I, I have that essay of what should have or what could have won the year before this. Oh, yeah. Can you share with that, please? Um, they were deciding between short eyes by Michael Pinero, What the Wine Cellars Buy by Ron Milner, The Great McDaddy by Paul C. Harrison, Life and Times of Joseph Stalin by Robert Wilson, and Bad Habits by Terence McNally. Oh, and uh, Baba Goya by Steve Tasich. How do you say that? Wow, sounds like a not a great year. No, and they say uh, the year this uh, one, 1975, was like Oh, it was a especially good year in Broadway. It was one of Broadway's most profitable years. Mm. Um, the other things they were they were also considering Bad Habits by McNally. Sometime next year by Bernard Slade and a letter to Queen Victoria by Robert Wilson. Mm. But yeah. All right. Well, until next week, I cannot wait. Um, oh, and um this is going to be out next week, but tomorrow night, um, Chris and I are going to be seeing Streetcar Named Desire. Um, and we'll probably put out a little mini episode about that. That might have actually already been put out by now. Um, so maybe you already listened to that. Because um, time and publishing podcasts is weird. Um, all right. Say goodnight, folks. Goodnight, folks. Goodnight, folks. Imagine like lizard singing this at the curtain call.